0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we're going to continue with our message, which we started last week. The series is called Faith Without Works is Dead. Today's message is called Have Faith in God. Let's review just a little bit. We said that Faith is not one of those way out things. What we need to do is realize that if we're going to have faith in God, we need to know God. We have to have an intimate relationship with God. We have to know him. We have to believe him. We have to trust him. We have to honor him. We have to obey him. We have to worship him. We have to really have God as our greatest joy. That's what we said last week. And if you open your Bibles to James chapter 2, verse 14, we said, just highlighting a few things we said last week, was that, verse 14, what use is it, my brethren, if anyone says he has faith but has no works? Can that faith save him? Verse eighteen. But someone may well say, "You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works." You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But are you willing to recognize, O foolish fellow? that faith without works is useless. Verse 26. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Now that we brought out last week. We elaborated on it. And <clears throat> basically this week, we want to hammer that in, that we must have works with faith. You cannot say, I trust God. I believe God. He is my all in all, but yet you have no works. You have nothing to back it up. In other words, we have talk, but we don't have any walk. God wants us to walk to talk. And so, therefore, if I say I trust God, I need to step out on faith. I need to step out and do something because I do trust him. Now, let's go a little bit further. Today... We're supposed to talk about have faith in God, but before we do that, we want to talk about God, because how can you have faith in someone that you don't know? How can you trust somebody, believe somebody, rely on somebody that you don't even know? You, you're familiar with them, you've heard about him. You know, you, we hear about God in Sunday school. We hear, hear about God when we are growing up and, and we are sitting in church. We hear about God. We, we go through all the motions. We, we talk to Christianese and all those type of things, but we really don't know him. How can we really trust him? So when circumstances come, when things come that will shake that belief, then we really don't step out. And I say that. We have to really know him. Let's look at some scriptures that explain that. Now, let's look at Psalm 1, Psalm 21, 1. This is just some things about God because I believe that, that a lot of people, they make mistakes on saying they have faith, but they really don't have faith because they really don't know God. Psalm 24, 1 said, The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. That's King James version. Now, that means that God owns everything. Everything you see, God owns. Everything in this world, God owns. It says the earth is the Lord's. It didn't say earth is belongs to man. It didn't say earth belongs to the devil. It said the earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, and all that dwell therein. So therefore, when you start knowing that we have a God that owns it all, everything, everybody. You know, there's another scripture that says that he turns the heart of kings just like he turns the rivers of water. And if you see rivers, uh, like whether whether it be the James River, whether it be any kind of river, That river goes all different ways. God says that I turn the hearts of kings just like the rivers of water. And that means that he can do anything he wants to with whom he wants to do it with. And that's exciting to me. Because we can trust somebody who has control over everybody and everything. It's another one that says in Psalm 147, 10, and 11. It says, "He delighteth not in the strength of the horse; he taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man." The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear Him, in those that hope in His mercy. Now, when I when, when I start reading the scripture, see, I like to read the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Then I like to go back again, read it again from Genesis to Revelation. Then I want I might have the uh, uh, tendency I said, well, I think I want to read just the epistles. I want to read epistles. I'll start in, in the first part of epistle. I'll say like let's say James. I want to find out who James was. I want to find out why he was writing. I want to find out who he was writing to. I want to read every single scripture in James from the beginning to the end. I don't want, I don't want to just uh, pluck and pick. I don't want to just open the Bible and pluck something out and say I had a, a time with God. No, no. I want to know my God. So if I want to know my God, I have to know everything he's saying, why he's saying it, to whom he's saying it, and it needs a fit from Genesis to Revelation. So he says that he doesn't, he doesn't delight in the strength of a man. So that means that I can't rely on man. I don't care what kind of man it is. I don't care who he is. I don't care how much money he has. I don't care how much he can live. He can live 5,000-pound bench-pressed, uh, with one hand, 5,000 pounds, it really doesn't matter because God doesn't take strength in a man. He doesn't. He doesn't take strength in a horse either because back then the, the horses, they were used for battle, and if you had a lot of horses, you were pretty tough. But he said, I don't take st- I don't take pleasure in the strength of a horse. Now, it's not the horses necessarily. It, it's like a, these uh, big machines, these automobiles, these everything. God doesn't take strength in anything that man makes. He doesn't take pleasure in that. This is what he takes pleasure in. The Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him, them that reverence him, them who are in awe of him, them who honor him, them who say, God, you are my all in all. I lean totally on you. That's who God takes pleasure in. That's why when uh, Samuel was looking for a king and he saw uh, one of Jesse's sons, surely this is the one because he looked tough. He looked big. He looked nice. No, he's not the one. That's why David couldn't slay Goliath because God doesn't take Pleasure in the strength of Goliath. I don't care how tall he is, how big he is, how much armor he has. I don't care whether he grew up as a warrior all his life. It doesn't matter. God will take care of him whether it's just a rock. Is that true? God doesn't take pleasure in that. He takes pleasure in someone who, who's in awe of him. And David was in awe of him. David feared God. So God looks out for him. Do you fear God? God takes pleasure in you if you fear him. Look at this one. Numbers twenty three nineteen. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken and shall he not make it good? When when I meditate on that, it tells me that all I need to know is what has God said. That's all I need to know. What. Has he said? Now let me tell you. If God hasn't said anything, you can't have faith in it. You you you're in presumption. If God hasn't said it, and sometimes uh, we want to be in faith, and God hasn't said anything, and see so we can't do that. And I've learned through reading the Bible that that they had false prophets who would prophesy different things, and God said that I haven't sent them. If they had stood before me and had listened for me, I would have spoken to them, but they weren't listening to me. They they just prophesying out of their soul. I said, no, I don't want to be that way. I want to hear what God is saying. I want to hear what he's saying to me, because what he's saying to you is not going to help me. What he's saying to somebody else is not going to help me. So even though I read the, the Bible, I don't want to just pick a scripture and say, Woo-hoo, that is good. I like that one. I'm going to claim that for me. No, I want to find out, is God saying that to me? Even you say, well, the Bible's written to me. The whole Bible's written to me. Yes, but it doesn't all apply at this particular time. And I'm trying to give you wisdom now to help you uh, to discern the voice of God because if you don't hear the voice of God, you can't step out on faith in God. And when we were going through all the... Uh, we started on a on a hallmark of faith last week, and we talked about uh, Cain and Abel, and we were going to go to Enoch, and we we're going to go to um, Noah, and then to Abraham. They were next, but then the Lord said, "Look, let me tell you. If you go there, people still not going to uh, know anything necessarily because." I spoke to them, and they were moving out on faith because I spoke to them, and they believed what I said. And so he said, now, you, you got to make sure that people understand that they need to hear my voice before they step out and say, God has said. I said, okay, God, well let's, let's, let's do this thing now. Let's do it then. And I, I'm serious about this thing because the Bible has a lot of nice things in it, nice scriptures. But it doesn't necessarily mean he's saying that to you at this particular time. Let me give you a, a personal example. We were over on Park Avenue, and uh, many of you knew know, know that. Uh, that's where our church was on Park Avenue. It was paid for and everything. We had no problems, nowhere, no nothing financially because we didn't have any mortgage. Nothing. Zilch. When we came into the building, it was paid for because we paid cash for it. Um, and I so said, I said, well, I don't want to move from this thing because uh, if I move, then I won't have a free building. And everybody Basically, it's that one person that told me, hey, we, don't, we, we need to move. And uh, my mentor told me we need to move. I talked to the elves. They, they thought we need to move. Everybody thought we need to move because we, we know we're in the wrong location for what God had to do in the future. See, we can't look at the present. We want to look at the future. And, and at, at that time, we were doing pretty well. I mean, we had, a, we had a large congregation and everything. It was pretty neat. And and matter of fact, we, we, we haven't had that minute since we left either. And and it, it would seem as though, man, you, you miss God. But before we made a decision to move, I wouldn't have spent time along with God fasting and praying. And I said, Well, God, I gotta hear your voice because I, I just can't move just because somebody said move because I'm I'm doing pretty good here and I can retire at this place and, and I won't have no problems whatsoever. No problems under my watch with no problems whatsoever, you know. I didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. Came back, I told the elders, I didn't hear anything. And so everybody was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I said, well, I'll go back again. And I'll pray again. Uh, Because I'm not going to do anything unless I hear God say. So I went back again, spent time fasting and praying. And it's not easy fasting and praying, I'm telling you. It's not easy doing that, you know. But anyway, I did it. And then it it came to me, why are you staying? Because the building is paid for. I won't have any problems whether people come, whether they go. It really doesn't matter because we don't have any bills except for the uh, the electrical and all like that, the oil and all those type of things, the gas, we have gas and all. And he said, okay, you want to be comfortable? I mean, yay. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: you want to be comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 50-something years old. I mean, hey, you know, let somebody else take this thing, you know? And he said, well, Is that the way I am? Now, all the way through Scripture, I've been reading the Bible for a long time, and I know God is not a God of comfort. He doesn't keep people in their comfort zone. If you can do it without God, it's not God. And I said, well, God... It takes faith to step out. Oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> now, do you think I'm gonna uphold you, God? I mean, I don't know, God. I'm the first African American pastor. I don't know. Do you think I kn- knew your color when it, when you called you? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> all these things go through your mind. But you have to seek God. And when I came back, I told the elders, look, we're going to move. We're going to move. I told my mentor, he said, "He said, praise God. I knew you should move anyway. But praise God. <laughs> and when we did move, everything started going downhill. Because when we moved, we, we rented a place that uh, Grace Evangelica Free had and they had been there a long time, and the man who rented the thing didn't tell me uh Walmart was in, they were in negotiation with walmart and so uh as soon as we got in there and renovated the thing, he said, "Well, well you're gonna have to move and it already looked like I miss God I miss God. Then we had to move, and we we're over to the seven Day Venice church where you can't you, you don't have any any place to worship, to practice worship, any place for children ministry, as far as uh, doing the week, you know, for youth and they have nothing like that. It looked like things looked b- bad. Then we said, Well, one of the elders at Sam said, Well, why don't we try to build something? And I went to all the banks and they wouldn't loan me the money. And I never wanted to borrow money anyway, uh, but I've, I figured that. Well, my mentor shared with me how that it's okay to do that. But regardless, one bank decided to take a chance on us. And so we built a building. When we built a building, then uh, we lost people also when we came in here. And it looked like we have missed God. But you have to go back to when you were fasting and praying whether you heard God or not. It's not a place in this Bible, not a man of God in this Bible, that leading anybody of God, that things didn't go bad. Not one. Name the best of one. Jesus. And you can say, well, well, Jesus, he, he, was, he was a God, man. He had it good. Oh, he did, did he? Everybody left him except 12. Didn't they? You have to hear God, whether it be Moses or not. It doesn't matter whether it be Joshua, whether it be David. It doesn't matter. Every man of God, if you're leading people, you got to hear God, and then you have to step out on faith, and you have, to, you have to persevere because God is a God of perseverance. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you know that the, what, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. Long suffering. You know that in in James it says that count all joy when you fall into various trials because the trial of your faith works patience. And that patience, you know, is endurance. Endurance. It says, let endurance have its perfect work that you may be entire and wanting nothing. And if anyone like wisdom, let him ask God, and God giveth. Generously, and he doesn't find fault in you, and he will give it to you as long as you don't doubt. Because a man who doubts is like a wave of the sea is tossed to and fro. Don't let that man think he's going to get anything, because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So God is saying to all of us is that He's going to work perseverance in you, regardless, because it is a fruit of the Spirit. It is it is is more fruit than just those those nine. Fruit is the Spirit because the fruit, in I told you, was the result of the Holy Spirit in us. The, the effect of the Holy Spirit in, the, in us. The effect of the Holy Spirit in us is going to be perseverance also. You're going to have to persevere. So part of hearing God's voice is you're going to have to persevere. People come to me and say, well, well you know, um, I think that, that I need to, if things are going, going real bad at work, and I think I need to leave. Oh, you do? Where are you going to go? I go to another job. Where's easier? Oh. Well, see, I know that's not God because God is going to work perseverance. God is going to cause hardship, going to allow hardship on you so that you can depend upon him so you can develop all the fruit, long-suffering for people who irritate you, all those type of things. We have to learn who God is. And we're going to hear God's voice. I'm telling you now, this is very important. Because once you hear God, now you can step out on faith. Once you step out on faith, you just keep your eyes on Jesus. And keep your eyes off man. Because man will, in circumstances, because, you remember God doesn't take pleasure in the legs of a man. Now this is hearing God's voice now. I'm trying to tell you because Abraham, Enoch, all of those, they heard God's voice. That's why they could step out on faith. That's why Abraham could leave his place and go and wander all over because he heard God's voice. Oh, God is good, isn't he? Listen to Isaiah 55, 10, and 11. It says, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and return not there, but of the earth, and make it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the soul and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that proceedeth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper into the thing which I send it. God is saying that when I send my word out, It's, it's going. It's not going to come back void. When he says, light be, it is. It is. When he says, From now on, Noah, there gonna be seed time and harvest. It's gonna be seed time and harvest. Because he said it. We serve a God that's not like a man that he should lie, nor a son of man like he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? He's gonna do it. We have to know that about God, because if you don't know that about God, you'll start wavering when circumstances come your way. That's why uh, Peter started looking at the waves, and the, because the circumstances there, he's a fisherman. He knows that man, you get killed and stuff like this, walking out and stuff like this. So he knew the circumstances, but he has to learn God said come. And if he says come, you come. And I don't care come flames or high water, he's going to uphold you to the end. He said, I'll be with you to the end, didn't he? We're talking about knowing the voice of God now because it's prerequisite to stepping out on faith. You're in presumption if you don't do that. If you step out on, on a word for somebody else, a word for another season. Yeah, I don't know whether you remember that or not, but uh, when the children of Israel they were in the, in the uh, wilderness and, and all that they 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 were going and they kept tempting God, and then all of a sudden He said, "Okay, that's it, that's it, that's the last time you, you complain." You know, the, the spies went out, they came back, they gave a you report ten of them. And then people start moaning and complaining and crying and talking about why did you bring us out here and all that comes for our children to die and this and stuff like that. You remember that count? And he had told them to go over. Go over. Milk and honey over there. Go over. Oh, sure, there's giants. And, and Joshua and Caleb would tell them, hey, if God's for us, we can take this land. Their strength is abated. I mean, we can take this thing. Well, God said, okay, since you won't believe me, you're going to die. Every day you went out to search, you're going to be in here for a year. That means 40 years. And everybody going to die out that's 20 years old and above. You're going to die out. I'll bring your children in. Those you say are going to be bread for the enemy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take them in. Only Joshua and Caleb are going to make it in. They start crying in. Oh, No. The next morning, you know what they did? They said, hey, we're going up. We're going to go up. Moses, come on. We're going up, man. We're going up. Moses said, hey, hey. No, 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 no. The word God gave you was for that season, and you missed him. Do not go up. The ark not going with you. I'm not going with you. God not with you. Don't go up. What did they do? They went up. Now, God has said that he's going to give them the land, didn't he? He says flowing with milk and honey. But they missed the timing of God, and they went up, and they said they went up presumptuously. That's what it said. People, we can't go up presumptuously. We can't miss God's timing. If God says do something now, do it now. Because tomorrow, it might be another word for you. And that's what David found out. David always sought the Lord. Because God will change so that He will make sure you sicken him on everything. You come out at, at, at the enemy one way. Then next time you he say, Hey God, should we go out with him the same way we defeated him last time like that? Oh no, and this time I want you to I want you to stay by the moral bushes. I want you to wait till you hear the the, 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 the you know the trees shaking and all like that. Then I want you to do this. God changes things. We got to hear God's voice for now, for today, not for yesterday. So we always have to seek God. Oh, God is so good, isn't he? This is not another one. Let's uh, go to Ezekiel 18 verse 30. It says, Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, according to his conduct, declares the Lord God, repent and, and, and turn away from all your transgressions so that iniquity may not become a stumbling block to you. Cast away from you all your transgressions which you have committed and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? So he's talking to Israel. He's not talking to you because you have a new heart. You have a new spirit because you're born again. So he's not talking to you. Oh, but. This is for us, for now and forever. For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord God, therefore repent and live. In other words, God has told told us something about himself. He just told us that he does not take pleasure in anyone who dies. He doesn't take the pleasure in his saints dying. Listen to another one. Ezekiel 33, 11. Say to them, as I live, declares the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back. Turn back from your evil ways. Why then will you die, O house of Israel? Okay, now he's not talking to you. But he is talking to us and telling us a little about himself. He says, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but the wicked will turn. Now listen, if we know that about God, we wouldn't say God killed them. God doesn't take death, don't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. We shouldn't want the wicked to die. Matter of fact, God has said that, don't you smile and start taking pleasure because your enemy is being dealt with by me. Otherwise, I'll turn from uh, my, what, what I'm doing to him. God doesn't want us because, see, that's the, that's what the enemy does. He allows the enemy to take take control. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, not God. So. Don't say God killed this person, or, or God is doing this. Well, because of the wickedness of the world, God is causing destruction. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. God wants to wants the wicked to turn. He wants us praying for the wicked. He doesn't want us doing doing those things. That's why when the when the um, disciples say, "Hey, Jesus, should we call down fire from." From heaven, just like Elijah did, you know, the, 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 the man of God, he called down fire on them. He said, you don't even know what spirit you're of. See, we can't do that. We have to know God, and it's from Genesis to Revelation. You've got to spend time reading these 66 six books, studying these 66 six books, meditating on how is God. How is God, so that you can hear God's voice? Because He said that the Spirit of God will bring to your members what He said to you. And so He's saying some things sometime, and that's what He is calling you. When when, when, I, when I had to um I had to make a decision on whether to to retire from from uh, from from teaching early, and and, and pastor. I wasn't given a choice. I wanted to do both. As a like, god, can I uh teach? I don't have but I mean, I, God, I can retire in 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 10 more years. I mean, five more, give me five, God, five more years. I can get full retirement and then if this thing don't work, if it doesn't work, then I have something to lean back on. How many of you know that that's that's, that's that's wise. In the world's eyes. <laughs> In the world's eyes. It's wise, see. I said, God, if I retire now, I get just a little bit of retirement. I can't live off of God. And if these people don't support me, I am I am history. God they're not gonna hire a fifty year old jumping jack major. They can hire two young people. <laughs> huh? So I had to see God, see God, see God. And I hear God best from the word of God. The spirit of God speaks to me through the word of God because I don't want no hypothetical something. You know, yeah, I, I can do this thing. I can do it. I'm not interested in no pride thing. Pride will get you killed, you know. <laughs> it will get you slaughtered. No, 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 no. I want to hear God's voice, man, on this thing. See? I want to hear God's voice. And so and I don't want to hear what man says. I want to hear what God is saying, see, because man can't support me. God can only support me. So he spoke to me in the word, and I told Minerva what 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 word he gave me. It was in the scripture, and he wasn't talking to that scripture he gave me. He was talking to somebody else. He, he was talking to Rehoboam, but he the Holy Spirit quickened that to me that that is for you. And I knew that that scripture's for me. And I knew that if I did what it said, that he, I'll be okay. And I told Minerva that. And uh, she said, Okay. I told my daughters, they said, Oh, no, dad, don't you do it. Don't you do that. They do oh mind that. They're going to, they're going to, they oh, that's not going to work. They love the dad or something. Um,. Then what happens after I step down on faith, the assistant superintendent for personnel called me and said, Well, look, I know you have retired and everything, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to teach a few classes because we have a shortage of teachers. I want you to teach, teach a few classes. Um, it'll keep your foot in the door just in case things don't work out. I said, Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so I, so I told Minerva, this is what she told me, Yeah, and Minerva looked at me and said, in case it doesn't work out, what kind of faith is that? Man, thank God for a godly wife, isn't it? That's going to tell you the truth, you know, and, and I said, well, yeah, yeah, and I knew it was right, but if she would have said, yeah, babe, I think that's right. I was say, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this thing. In the mouth of two or three witnesses everywhere, be, you know, established, you know. <laughs> you know, we all can use scripture, you know, and stuff like But she told me the truth. She said, that's not faith. That's not God. That's the enemy. I said, oh, man. So I called her back. Look, I said, I'm sorry. I can't do it, you know. Are you sure now I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm giving you an opportunity? Because once the door closed, I mean, you're out there, that's it. I said, well, I'm sorry. Isn't that the way God wants you? He wants you out there. It's just him and you. I said, okay. Okay, God. And I tell you, God has not let us down yet. He's not letting me down yet because God is faithful to his word. And I can be in faith because uh, I don't care what comes up. You remember I told you all that? I said, well, it was about two years ago. I said, look, let me tell you something. The way we're going right now, we're using up all our reserves, and, and if things don't change, if you don't start giving more, what's going to happen is that we are going to lose this building because we would have used up all our reserves, and we don't, we're not bringing in enough to take care of everything. You remember I told you that? As, and as a matter of fact, I said that the elders are going to lose their house. Not me, <laughs> but I was, was going to use it, lose their. No, I made a little joke out of it, you know. Uh, but we were praying. The elders, you know, we started praying and everything, start fasting, all this stuff, seeing what God said. And then one, one, one night we were here praying because we had to pray after worship practice on Tuesday nights because Chad was already in town. And so we had to pray then. And I was praying. And all of a sudden it hit me, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not faith. Have I, have, did I give you the building? Who opened up the door for the building to be built? Who do you think going to uphold this building? You think it depends upon people or do you think it depends upon me? And, and I started speaking out faith. I started praying in faith. And we didn't, we didn't pray anymore after that night because it's done. It's done. It's done. So whatever happens, we're going to be okay because of God, because of God. And I said, well, God, that's faith because you see it. You see it. We wouldn't have built this thing if God hadn't said anything because nobody's stupid now. They go a million dollars in the debt and, and, you know, and God hasn't said anything. Why am I telling you all this? Because before you have faith in God, you have to know God. That's what you got to know. And you got to hear God's voice. You can't step out on faith if you haven't heard God. Do you hear what I'm saying now? Now, I'll, I'll have a, well, I taught my life group. Well, how do you know when you're hearing God? Is there a way? Oh, yes, there's a way uh, that you make sure that you will hit him nine times out of ten because, you you, you know, I'm very serious about teaching people how to hear God's voice because I know that it's not as simple as God's going to just speak to you Or you hear, got a vision, got a dream, all like that, like you see it sometime in the Old Testament, you're going to have to seek God. And so I I gave them seven steps on really hearing the voice of God and knowing how to make decisions. I gave them those seven steps. And the elders use those seven steps because we don't make decisions without those seven steps. Because we want to make sure we're hearing God. Do you know that that I had to use those seven steps before I stepped out on this building? I had to use those seven steps before I stepped out on teaching. I had to hear those seven steps because if you don't use those seven steps, you can be in presumption and think you're in faith. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at CornerstoneLynchburg.com, contact us by email, CornerstoneCom at Comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace.